This DevOps Lunch and Learn was recorded on December 15th, just after Red Hat made the decision to change the model for CentOS from uh, sustained releases to streams. And we have a really robust conversation about the impact in the industry and what's going on with that. So enjoy this conversation. Uh, we only did the first half of the, the DevOps Lunch and Learn on this, so it's just a 30 minute or Enjoy it. Rocky Linux has been busy. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I didn't know they were going to name a whole Linux distribution up to you. That's cool. <laughs> Yay! I'm, I'm oh. surprised that Rocky hasn't come over there yet. But uh... <laughs> Well, it's I have to find the right people over there to, to migrate to. Actually, what I'd love to do is join up the folks starting Rocky Linux with or spinning off Rocky Linux with the decentralized web folks and see how far we can go. Is it actually going to be a company or is it just another? Uh, full, full org, actually. Okay. Full org. Yeah. yeah. Um, foundation. They're, uh, they're forking the, the whole send offs thing and trying to, <laughs> to rebuild. Wait, foundation doesn't say company, right? <laughs> it won't be a company. It won't be okay. a company. It'll be it'll be an organization with uh, um, with governance and a few other different things. But um, yeah, if you have any contacts there, cool. yeah, I do. I'll I'll jump for that. That's, so I, I haven't been in these meetings at one o'clock because I've been on the HBCNG meetings at one o'clock. Uh, and this this week, uh, the management structure of HBCNG got so extremely overloaded with Rocky that we're not having a meeting today. So that's why I'm able to actually be here today. So. <laughs> well, hook God. me up. What? So wait, it so they, that, what that mean? Yeah. So was, was there rough? I, so what do you mean they got so over, over, overloaded with it? Just considering changing um, it or. So we will do this with a Slack went from one tweet from GMK ended up causing the Slack to go from, I think, like a thousand users to five thousand yeah. in two days, um, and it just it got crazy. Oh, okay, uh, busy, just people, everybody signing up, managers jumping in, saying, "Hey, here's hardware. Where can we throw our money? Where can we get this going?" Um, <laughs> wow. The the forums are went from I don't know how many people we have now. Uh, again, we we turned it on, and then within a few hours, we had let's see. Uh, I can't even. It hasn't tallied yet. It's the thousands and thousands and thousands of users. That's super. So well, yeah. <clears throat> wow. As a, as a abandonment of centers. Well, CentOS basically announcing that they're EOLing CentOS 8 next year mm -hmm. um, was such a... Well, moving to, to continuous update, right? I mean, was well, moving, moving essentially moving, moving CentOS into essentially upstream as opposed to downstream. Is right. the yeah, actually, that's right. Yeah, I haven't thought yeah. about that. So, so you have, you have Fermilab, you have... Um, all of the national laboratories. You have all of the, you know, 
huge HPC infrastructure, all reliant on this 10-year cycle yeah. of releases that they basically just abandoned. And in doing <laughs> my backgrounds are going crazy today. Um, and basically just abandoned um, this long-term release structure. Yeah. So it kind of caused a mass migration. So it was it was kind of a, excuse my language, but it was a dick move by Red Hat. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, let's, it was definitely IBM. Yeah, I was of. wondering when IBM was going to to really uh, up the volume on Red Hat dick moves. Because <laughs> Red Hat has a tendency towards them anyway. <laughs> well, is, is that an assumption or... I mean, there, nobody had a warning that this was coming. I mean, that that's why it's being called a dick move, right? I mean, do we know or that's just the most, you know, that perhaps is... IBM has made an official statement that um, Red Hat was going to do this anyhow, quote unquote. It wasn't us. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, which it was, it was the IBM was was embedded into Red Hat. <laughs> was it just pleased that it was IBM, but... It was IBM holding the knife. It was Red Hat who actually pushed it forward. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So is I, there I, is I there a consensus to migrate off of CentOS to Ubuntu LTS, especially for HPC use cases? Absolutely not. Ubuntu does not support. I mean, long term. Ubuntu is not. Yeah. Ubuntu is not useful in a, except maybe as a container. Or as a <laughs> uh, as a virtualization system um, in HPC general, yeah. FreeBSD, it's my desktop. Yeah, FreeBSD. Yeah. What? Oh, sorry. So uh, somebody I says mean, that I have to whip out the I have to whip out the tattoo. I, I was just saying, like, uh, it, 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 we might end up seeing uh, migration to FreeBSD or similar as just uh, the underlying platform, like the non-container one. Um, sadly, I don't think so. Just simply because, again, the tooling's not there for HPC. Um, you know, the IPMI libraries, the... Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it just... There's no, so we, much we, there. We in, count on yeah. CentOS as the base, right? I mean, for, for what we do, we bake um, CentOS was 7. We just migrated to 8 um, as as the discovery image and we do that because it's so universally supported the worst thing is is they waited until right until the wave of people who had been putting off updating to eight mm. started kind of pushing over so it was like it was right as the you know everybody who'd been saying okay we'll update to eight next year kind of thing we'll update <laughs> to eight next year and then this year uh yay COVID. Um, everybody started pushing over to eight. And so yeah. that, that kind of, it started that wave of people switching to eight started. But then now you've got people who were switching to eight who are now locked in and saying, oh, we just spent all of this time, money, effort to switch over to eight. And now you're telling me eight's EOL next year? Mm -hmm. But it's that not. was a 10-year I mean, life cycle. Wait, wait. But I mean, one, Red Hat sells support for rel right i mean that's which is yeah. on a five-year cycle yep. <laughs> yeah and, and then you can purchase CentOS, CentOS was, life if you really really want 
So, but on a few big, like, hmm. so first off, it makes me ask the question, what's the next move? This wasn't done in isolation. Right. It was there's, there's a force to, 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 to RHEL. I mean, it was really, truly, let's, yeah. let's take all of these CentOS, let's take all of the CentOS <laughs> movement and people and turn it into our upstream. Let's do what, yeah. with CentOS, what, what we've been doing with Fedora. Yeah. Let's put everybody on. What's happened? What's happened with Fedora? Nothing. I mean, it's Fedora. I mean, people use it as a desktop operating system. People will not use yeah. Fedora as a server for this reason. For that same reason, yeah. But yeah. upstream is essentially Fedora now. But then CentOS, the new CentOS, kind of competes with Fedora, right? It does. Yes. But but IBM owns all of them. So what does it matter to them? Yeah. Well, as long as they can funnel everyone into RHEL and paid right. subscriptions, it doesn't matter to them. Right. It's that, that, was, that was the There's, plan all. This is what's what to me is funny, right? It's that was the plan all along. Is yep. you know, is that you were supposed to go, you know, that's why they bought the CentOS team. Because yep. they were trying to, you know, they want you to move into the, the paid But then you'd expect it to be consultative, right? That no. is to no. Why they bought it? I, I, look, I mean, I'm just I'm, 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 putting, I'm putting my I put my marketing ad on, and I go like, "Look, I've got too many people jumping to eight, right? They're locked in for a ten year cycle. I want to force them to basically go upstream. Now's the time to make the change before you have yeah. too much backlash, right? And then I've got a lack of HBC features. The next thing I'm looking for is how do I start introducing more of those into the core platform so they have a migration path to it. Yeah. And then the third thing, I sitting here looking at going like this 10 year release cycle as a software person. That's hideous. Yeah. 10 horrible. years of support is unmaintainable. So, how do I force the market back to five? That's what I'm kind of saying. What's the next steps? I think yeah. it's probably a bit more thought out than just. I don't know. But that'd be my guess. The irony well, to me is well, that we never saw CentOS as that stable, right? They yank the ISOs for older releases, like, you know, the day, the day they come out with a new drop. So we, we, you know, we were always battling the libraries and stuff like that, not, you know, not being there when, when people needed it. Well, you just, that's why you aim at the vault instead of at the, at the main line. Uh, so yeah. day one on a release, it goes into vault. Mm -hmm. So if you want stability, you aim at the vault. Mm -hmm. Yep. So on day one, releases move into the vault on launch. Including yeah. a copy of what is released on that launch day. So mm. if you want ultra stability, you aim at the well. Previously, you'd aim at the vault. <laughs> everything was vaulted, and so that that's 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 where you know your re your release structure would work for that. But yeah, yeah, it's the rocky stuff is is interesting and it has the potential. And holy crap, does it have a lot of people um, pushing <laughs> it, trying to move it forward? So and. There, there seems to be a good amount of structure, a good, a lot of, uh, a good amount of intention, and the the amount of donations like that people are willing to offer for like hardware and software and time and effort is pretty extreme. So I'm hoping that a lot of good things will come out of it. Yeah, it seems to me for a long, so ten year release cycle, ten year support cycle, the hardest problem is maintaining the code base, right? So keeping patch shovels up and so on. No. And that's that's a expensive. Lot of work to back rub patches and to, yeah. to, to keep well, in addition to that, to also maintaining 
forward movement. I mean, that's been, always been one of the most difficult aspects of this, but it's it's also solved a lot, at least in HPC, through containers. Mm, um, yeah. You know, that's one of the joys of singularity is the fact that, you know, you can have this beautiful 44,000 node HPC structure that works beautifully uh, with these ultra-stable libraries underneath. And then if you want your latest, greatest whiz-bang editor compiler, whatever, you just fire up Singularity in your, you know, CentOS 12 container or whatever, or, yeah. and away you go. What so, about, what about device drugs? I mean, I would imagine um, that's a nightmare. So, it, it, they're not that bad with regards to, at least, at least you using like, um, specifically for like, uh, um, um, ATI and, and uh, NVIDIA drivers and, yeah. and common release drivers and things like that. It's not that bad. Hmm. Uh, maintaining it, at least underneath Singularity, it hasn't been bad at all. Um, there's, hmm. there's, there's a lot of effort out there to maintain that. Um, yeah. But again, that's when, when you've got a single, like everyone supported CentOS. So, that was one of those things is that it's, it's, you know, it, it's the standard Linux kernel. Um, everybody pretty much supported CentOS to some extent or another. I don't know if that's going to be the case moving forward though, that, which is a major concern. But, yeah. Uh, I, and like you, like you said that everybody was moving to eight. So it's not like most of the people were not sticking with a 10 year cycle but having the ability to stick with the cycle if necessary is... Well, the yeah, I mean, if you take a look at HPC and if you take a look at um, EDA, where I'm more focused, um, uh, silicon development, that sort of thing, um, it's very common to stick with um, uh, older releases just because the, the software vendors don't move their support very quickly, at least in the EDA world. Um, yeah. Getting Synopsys to support, you know, or getting um, Cadence to support a uh, a modern operating system is amazingly painful. Um, and they've done that. <laughs> yeah, same. So I, I was in release at Cadence for a while. <laughs> ah, very good. Yes, then 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 you know well. Um, yeah, I have I have quite a few people over there who. Uh, so I actually release all of my um, EDA tools inside Singularity containers now. So that's how I just, it's my users all don't even know they're calling Singularity containers. Beautiful. When they're using their, their you know, uh, DV scripts or they're using their design scripts, um, they're, they're actually firing up a, a Cadence tool that's inside of a Singularity container and they don't even know it. That's um, actually running in CentOS 7 container mm. outside, uh, inside of a RHEL 8.3 machine <laughs> on the most modern kernel. So they don't know. Um, but that they do know that, Hey, they can run their latest, greatest editor. They can run the latest, greatest Python. They can run the latest, greatest, whatever they want, but then still also get access to these legacy tools. And these legacy tools believe that they're running in a fully compatible environment because they are. But, um, yeah, what I was going to say though, is that, that a lot of these, uh, uh older installations and HP installation, HPC installations, are still running on CentOS 6 yeah. in some instances, and CentOS 7 in some instances. 
and wow. six is EOL, right. but they're still being forced to run on it because for whatever reasons, um, whether it be a specific driver, whether it be they have a piece of software that cannot be re-engineered, um, whether they have to support, you know, some of the particle physics laboratories, they have very specific hardware that cannot be, you know, that they've got an interface which is written that they can't, they can't do it. But yeah, that 10-year life cycle gave them too. design time to migrate. Sorry, Rocky, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, I didn't mean to talk over you, but space space applications too you're talking to satellites that are 10 20 30 years old yeah find an x25 or or uh, something driver uh for <laughs> for a centos 8 it, it's very difficult they're out there but, um you know or or take it another another step backwards you know 3270 emulation you know it's yeah and uh the iot world is going to uh uh the industrial IoT world is another one that feeds into the need for those long, long-lived OSs. Because once something's out in the field, for instance, um, there are oil field monitors out in the permafrost of Canada that are connected with CDMA modems, and they haven't been touched for five to seven years, and they just keep broadcasting. And you can't really update those puppies or mm -hmm. the sensors attached to them. Yeah, I just okay. had a fight with Gartner, which is always a pleasure, um, <laughs> about AI at the edge. And, yeah. um, you know, because we do a ton of stuff in smart cities. And they were going about, well, you have to, your software has to run on the traffic light. To do <laughs> I'm like, do what? it. You know. Yeah. I'm sorry. That stuff's not going to get changed ever. Mm -hmm. I do, I do think we've gotten with cloud stuff, we've gotten really lazy about the longevity and life cycle of, of infrastructure. Well, you know, the hypervisor, <laughs> sorry. I, you know, the hypervisor was a try at fixing that, right? So mm -hmm. it was the low level hardware interface with an ability to hand off at least a clean abstraction to VMs above it. It turns out you no know, containers are another way, but um, it's certainly a way to do it. And certainly, I think the LF Edge stuff, right, which is hypervisors for edge things, it may work, but it may not. That is, it's not clear to me that vendors will support that. They'll just continue to embed stuff. But, you know, supporting abstractions, which abstract away hardware problems, and allowing the software to move on is a good thing. It it is in general, but again, you know, if you, you start looking at the broader use of another yet another layer of indirection, functionally, yes, it does solve the problem. Um, but you know, let's let's use the same HPC use case we're talking about, right? So there are lots and lots of sticking points why stability matters. Mm -hmm. um, why we have to contend with it, my particular use case is we have this massive cluster and it needs to be hybrid because the emulation that I'm working on, it's done in hardware specifically. These are cognitive radios. Um, and then, you know, there's a compute cluster built on a cluster of cognitive radios and their stability matters because the, the what you're getting out of these emulation scenarios 
is so precise and they're so, I mean, the cardinality is so high to add yet another layer of to start saying, okay, now when we are going to do quote unquote rolling upgrades through multiple quadrants of this compute cluster, you know, to add another layer of complexity and start saying, okay, you know, you could have a heterogeneous environment in hardware, software, OS, different patch levels and how to add that in, how to start saying, okay, we're going to start normalizing this so the top end captures and already accounts for heterogeneity at the you know software layer at the hardware layer so you know in some cases abstraction helps in other cases where abstraction is just there to you know kind of abstract away the hardware per se um there it doesn't help because <laughs> You know, the problem becomes intractable, right? How do you normalize across this disparate infrastructure footprint, right? Whether that's hardware, software. So in some cases, abstraction helps. In other cases where you got to say, okay, now I got to, you know, go tease through and, you know, run another experiment on how hard the normalization would be. That becomes really hard. Um, there, There you have to say, okay, you know, if I'm abstracting, Every layer of abstraction, I have to do, you know, a full uplift, right? The mass upgrade yeah. at each abstraction layer. That's hard. Well, it's cost. It is. And to tie it back to like the, the smart Nick conversation, right? What you wind up with is lowest <laughs> common denominator, right? What's the level of abstraction that everyone supports so I can run across these components? And then yeah, there's a great Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Created. <laughs> yep. Uh, shoot. All right. By, Unless, although, by, so wait, by, 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 by the way, you. I'm, I'm going to have a hard stop at 1245. I got invited to be part of the cube uh, reinvent analysis just as a, um, I can promote somebody and y'all can keep going if you want. But um, I was, you so what, infrastructure as code? <laughs> uh, I was, I, I do, I do want to, I, I, yeah. Actually, if you Why watch Werner Aquino, he was he was all about what we're talking about here, which is things are super complex. We need a whole bunch of operational tooling. You know, our system's really hard to use and confusing, and we we we've got to help people use it. Um, I think smart. I think smart NICs are both amazing and operationally. I, I think you're entirely right. That was like smart NICs are going to make people's heads explode as an op, as a management plane. Well, wow. I got a lot from this conversation, and I think our observations have really stood the test of time. It's, uh, I'm recording this outro in March, and the impact of CentOS sort of got muted, but we're starting to see people making migration changes and, and uh, alternate plans now that CentOS has really turned into a less uh, reliable long-term distribution. If you have opinions about that, come into these DevOps Lunch and Learn. This will be a repeating subject, especially as we get closer to the time frame where people stop wanting to use uh, CentOS streams as a as a stable release. Thanks.